0: Board, why We Love, Why Is This Happening with Chris Hayes, the WBUR Next Great Show Contest 21st Place Finishing Series, where we discuss why we love the Chris Hayes podcast. Why is this happening with Chris Hayes? In Boston Music Aviva Studios in beautiful, safe Brighton, Massachusetts, pronounced Brighton, I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me in the Hodges Sabaro Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Welcome back. Hey, Bobby. Thanks. And in the call room overlooking Town Lake Studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Hill of We haven't scared her off yet. Livingston Butler, good morning, Hillary. <laughs> Hello, good morning. And in the stick of butter Studios in New Brighton, also pronounced Brighton, Minnesota, it's <laughs> Anne with a plan Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bobby. Hillary and I are best
1: friends now. We are. No need to jump her in a dark alley. <laughs> We've settled our beef. (sighs) We've bonded over our mutual love of the terrible
2: musical Grease 2. And we are now besties. I mean, terrible, terrible, but also like the best. It's uh, like a... clearly. It's canon in the Livingston household. So um, I know it's awful, but I I just have an undying love for it. And Mm Anne and I share that in common. So we were able to squash
0: our beef uh, earlier this Mm -hmm. week. Well, uh, any friend of Anne's is a friend of mine, mainly because I don't want to be on the wrong side of Anne's, so (laughs) I feel like that's a job reserved for Mike. Ooh, yeah, it's not a good look, Mike. Nope. Uh, So I guess since we just barely didn't make the cut from WBUR, we should probably just talk about TBTL instead of the Chris Hayes podcast. Well, you Uh, never
1: know. Somebody might drop out. We could still have a chance. Mm
0: -hmm. I will keep my – I was going to say keep my ear by the phone, but I guess I'll keep my fingers by the inbox. Uh, Until that happens, uh, we'll do our TPTL Weekend Review. Before that, we'll do some LRB business. After that, we'll do some housekeeping, and then we'll do some how to get involved. I think that's the first time I've done them in the wrong order. Uh, (laughs) Some LRB business to start. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Uh, Last weekend – Sam and I were in Buffalo, and we attended a gala for the local big community hospital. And it was quite the conversation because Sam didn't look fully at the invitation before we went and did not realize that we were going to be seeing a half dozen of your favorite hip-hop R&B karaoke 90s artists doing just their greatest hits as part of the gala. gala. So we had one of the Weather Girls uh, singing... so wrong. Singing... (laughs) I can't remember which one singing a couple of songs followed by it's raining men. Stelma Houston came and saying she's got the music in her ear, but couldn't hear anything in her monitors the whole time. So there was a delightful bit of irony. Uh, Color me bad was there. Uh, someone else I'm blanking on one of the groups and I feel so bad about it, but that's how big this list was. And then tone Lo came with a hype man and sang both of his hits um, barely. And then Montel Jordan came out and sang three quarters of this is how we do it. Stopped, <laughs> Which to is an us- excellent song mm-hmm. It's also his only song he's, He stopped to pray for us Because he's a born again Christian And wanted us Ooh. to know that And then he proceeded to sing This is how we do it again from beginning to end <laughs> What? <laughs> That's so weird. That is super weird So that is how he does it uh, well, He comes out, he does his song 1.6 times And then he gets paid
2: <laughs> Not a bad living but wait, So that
0: is why I wasn't on the
2: show last week <laughs> Were all members of Color Me Bad there? Was it the whole, I think, four of them? That's really sad that I know like kind of some detail
0: about them. I I do believe it was all of them, (laughs) yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that they were each promised their own hotel room and uh, uh, probably multiple thousands of dollars to be there. It's a good game.
1: Does anybody remember when they turned up on 90210? Yes, of course. I didn't really even... (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really even watch and
2: 90210, sort of, but I remember them being on there somehow. It was a big deal. That's the episode that Donna found out that her dad was having an affair. This is why I'm not successful in life, because wow. these are the details I remember. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, yes, it was a really, really um, intense episode, but um, I think they were trying to get up to their, their hotel room, and they did succeed. So, you know, those
0: plucky kids from mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. See, I wanted to share this story to make you all jealous, but I'm really having a hard time selling the sizzle. (laughs) Uh, Uh, But yeah, it's good to be back from that. Um, We have a little actual show-wide business we need to attend to, which is that we have another Friday show coming up. We still do those sometimes. Uh, And it's the end of the month approaching quickly, so we need your topics, questions, and suggestions Dear listeners for our Friday show Uh, we will go through the mailbag and that includes things at com and the Facebook page and emailed to us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com but we won't have anything to talk about if you don't tell us what you want so consider this uh, an ask us anything type situation within reason
3: you know (laughs) we reserve the right to say nah we're not going to answer that
0: (laughs) Uh, But send us what you want from us. And we'll also um, dive into the mailbag because we just can't get to everything uh, every week in the recap. So although this was a particularly light week for three or four moments, which is surprising given the week of TBTL we just had. Yeah, but 40% of the week was guest hosts. Yeah, so that's true. And we already know that they are universally loved as uh, HBO joined Mm -hmm. the Stens page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hillary, you saw a movie.
2: I did. I did. I saw a movie. I actually went out. Um I saw um this was kind of per Christie's request. Um I saw Tully which um especially for moms but also for I would say a large part of our audience is probably not in their 20s. So anybody that's maybe like getting into their 30s or later, it's it's a really I loved it. I thought it was really touching and I cried at the end like a big baby and I I can't tell too much about the plot because it's, like, you kind of need to go in fresh, but it's basically about, like, an, uh, a mom that just had her third kid, and she's a little overwhelmed. Um, it's funny-ish, but it's just really, I think, moving. So, high recommend over here. And, and, this is the thing. Every fucking movie is, like, three hours long. This movie is 90 minutes long. 90 minutes, you're out. Ooh, I yeah. like it. So, um, I really, I really dug that. So, I was home, like, at 9 o'clock. I was psyched. So, anyway, High recommend. Nice. But how can they keep it to 90 minutes uh and still have a big fight scene? It, you know, somehow <laughs> they figured it out sans fight scene. So it was hmm. Um I know. It's it's kind of impossible to imagine, but yeah, it was really really good. Even with the previews. I think it started I mean it was supposed to start at 7:20 and I was out by 9. So they
3: know their target audience. Either <laughs> too. People who really want to be did. home by <laughs> 9.
2: I know. Exactly. People <laughs> who
0: have a babysitter.
2: Yeah. It's, Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, it was really good. And I, I recommend it. And I mean, obviously, with for moms, it'll make a, some impact, but I think everybody would enjoy it.
0: So, Runtime of Tully one hour 36 minutes, according to Google, same exact runtime as the film Juno, which f- people also searched for while searching for Tully.
2: Well, because it's the same writer
0: director, Yeah. which but it's so.
2: definitely like less, you know, Juno is very like home skill you know, funny kind of, whatever kind of dorky dialogue this is not like that aggressively quirky Mm -hmm. yes this is not aggressively quirky it's it's uh a little bit more down the line
0: would you call lrb aggressively quirky or not aggressively quirky (laughs) i'm just trying to figure out which one is the show title (laughs) um
2: yeah we'll work on it we have time Yeah. yeah we'll sit with it
0: it's fine We'll see how the show goes. <laughs> that is an excellent point. We've got a couple of throw your phone moments that I think we'll tackle as they go. Meredith, why don't you get us started with our week in review? All right,
3: let's go to Monday, twenty six thirty nine. Some pretzel parts, some brown thing parts, and I just love the nod to Gardetto's um, because the brown things are, are the best part about Gardetto's. Oh my god, yes! And mm-hmm. I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah. Um, Question? We've,
0: though. Yes. Sorry to interrupt right off the bat, but do you want the bag of all brown things or is picking them out of the mix part of the adventure?
3: No, I always feel like you need the opposite to enjoy the best part. Like you have to get through the dry pretzels um, and then the brown things are, are just that much more sweet.
0: Yeah. Yep. Great. Great. It's you.
3: darkest before the dawn, Gardetto's style. <laughs>
1: And Meredith just
3: came up with a new marketing <laughs> campaign for gardeners. <laughs> Eat these gross pretzels so you can have the delicious brown things. Um, all right. Monday, we've got Hannah Brooks Olsen and Nick Jaren as guests. They are wonderful. Um, we start out with uh, Dog Talk, and we learn that HBO's got an adorable dog who loves apples. Um, and uh, I am absolutely signing up for her email newsletter just to get pictures of her dog. Yeah, it's a cute dog. -hmm. Mm-hmm. They talk about Avengers and Black Panther, although they call them the Avengers movie and the Black Panther movie over and over and (laughs) over. Um, I still haven't seen either of these. Uh, Huge oversight on my part. I have a lot of movie catching up to do. Um, Does anyone have anything to add to this movie discussion?
0: No. Super Uh Troopers 2 was pretty all right. (laughs) Cool. When Mike and I went and saw it. (laughs) Uh, I haven't seen the Avengers movie, and I've been getting a lot of shit from friends who say I need to, and I keep reminding them that I haven't seen the 18 prequels first, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep That's what I keep up.
3: hearing, is that you, you, it doesn't make any sense unless you've seen all these other superhero movies, and superhero movies are not usually my jam. Like, I'm going to see Deadpool 2 for sure, and I like the X-Men films. But that's about where my interest ends, and I just think I would be lost, and yeah. I don't really care that much. I definitely want to see Black Panther, though.
0: I did like the Black Panther movie. Um, that was absolutely <laughs> worth my time. And I would see it again, actually. Um, but uh, just all these other ones. I just, I mean, I guess I'll figure it out, right? They're good guys. They're working together. But there's probably some sort of internal strife. And they're fighting against bad guys who are probably more complex than we expected. Are and you then there's psychic? A twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's my review of the Avengers movie. It, it exists.
1: <laughs> I just get tired of of fight scenes. And I'm, I, I don't want to... I'm not criticizing anybody who enjoys the superhero movies because my brother is huge, huge, huge into them. And he gets very sensitive if he feels that I'm criticizing them. But I so often think that they start with the, the fighting, the set piece, the big... Thing And there's always a point where the camera draws back and all the Avengers or whoever are all like posed with their weapons extended. And you are like, oh, yep, that's the poster right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it just feels contrived. And it just seems like they build the whole movie around getting to that image. I'm like, I'm just sort of bored. I like the joke parts.
3: The thing that irritates me the most is the practical nature of all the things that they're destroying. Like, I, you yeah. know, Allstate is going to be really mad about this if they're really going <laughs> through the city and destroying every car that they see and every building that they see it's like this this is an insane amount of property damage yeah yep, it's going to be really hard to recover from this farmers
1: does not have a museum big enough to have <laughs> statues for all the <laughs> weird claims that are going to come up from this true
0: that would make a great farmers commercial though or like a great farmers parody though Mm -hmm. if they just walked through a ruined city
3: and just like annotated pop-up video style like how much everything cost and what sort of claim it was (laughs) that's actually a
0: good idea yeah it is um i could see jk simmons having a ball with that yeah so good what is he doing in these commercials he's so good anyway he must have signed the contract before he won the oscar right yeah i would hope so i hope there's a re-up this is like Jennifer Garner doing those Capital One commercials, except J.K. Simmons is a really good actor.
3: <laughs> Less <laughs> forehead acting than her.
0: Yeah. Actually, I don't want to fight with you about
3: Jennifer Garner, Bobby, because I really like <laughs> I her. I do, too. I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I like also, her in every other situation. In these card commercials, I hate her, but I love her everywhere else.
0: J.K. Simmons also has a solid amount of forehead acting, actually. Maybe that's a, right. pre- a prerequisite for like yeah. these big commercial runs. You've got to be able to use your face. They're like, sure, she's great, but how big is her forehead? <laughs> you have to have a five head.
3: <laughs> Good one. Um, I feel like this Donald Glover and This Is America has been talked about to death, but I do love it. And I, I watched the Carly Rae Jepsen thing, and there are a couple different versions, and there's one with her vocals that's only like a minute long, and it was actually really impressive um, how well it matched up. And I don't think it cheapens it. It, it was just an entertaining little mashup. That's my take on it.
1: Agree. I think we're over overthinking this. Yeah. Agreed. If we're saying that a Carly Rae Jepsen, do we even call it a parody video? Because it's not really not a, even. a little uh, a spoof doesn't diminish the art of the original.
3: Yeah. The, the white lady the, feminist take uh, on it. Now, that's offensive. No, that's awful that. and horrible. And it was just bad.
2: And I'm like, do your own shit, man. Like, do, why are you? copying on this like if you want to I do know. something great but this was like an original piece of art for something like particular don't uh cop it uh, it was just it was in such bad taste yeah that's a study in contrast like that yeah. was awful the
3: carly ray Jepsen one was fine and harmless and funny and cute yeah um we did get a throw your phone from listener Katie, and it's, well, it's actually a hug my phone and throw my phone at the same time. So the hug my phone part is Nick Jarn explaining to Andrew that the mispronunciation of Donald on 30 Rock was a joke about how white people mispronouncing a black person's name just because they're black. <laughs> Donald. Donald Glover. <laughs> um, and then her throw your phone was Andrew not realizing that the joke is on him since he actually thought it was pronounced Donald, and then in parentheses, it's pronounced pro <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she meant.
1: Yeah, I really, I love this throw your phone. I thought it was a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. Andrew was, I mean, how on earth he ever thought that it was actually pronounced Denal is beyond me. <laughs> it's that Key and Peele sketch.
2: Yes. It's substitute. teacher. Well,
0: <laughs> yes. My favorite Key and Peele sketch. Yes. There's a guy, well, that I,
2: the IT. The IT guy in my office is named Aaron and I like can't say his name. I'm like, Aaron He's Aaron. He's like <laughs> yes. He's like mm, Relax <laughs> um, They cover the,
3: the cancellation and quick re pickup of Brooklyn Nine Nine and what a good show that is. Hannah Brooks Olson loves it. Um, I love it too. I wasn't convinced at first. Um I think that's what Nick said. He wasn't super into it at first and I thought uh, I thought it would be unfortunate because of the inclusion of Andy Samberg. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. He can be mm-hmm. such a cheese ball, um, but it's it's actually a hilarious, well-written, and cute, and funny, and poignant show in, in a lot of ways. So I'm really glad that it's not dying. That said, I'm not caught up on it, so it's partially my fault, I guess. No, it's weird because I did
1: start watching it in the beginning, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show, and then I just stopped. And I don't know Why? And I think I should start watching that again. And then I don't.
3: (laughs) Well, I've got a lot. I I started watching um, uh, Law & Order SVU from the beginning because I've never seen it. Oh, my God, you got a lot to catch up on. I have a lot to catch up on. I've been watching it for months, and I'm only at season five, and I feel like I watch one almost every day. (laughs) But I have to chase it with something sweet and funny. And so I think that would actually be a really good – because it's so soul-sucking to watch a lot of SVU. Um, So I need to add in something kind of funny and lighthearted to to the mix. And so maybe that would be a good – I've been layering it with Adventure Time. Um, because they're <laughs> short and they're bizarre and it's totally the opposite of SVU. But I think maybe Brooklyn Nine-Nine would be a nice thing to add in to that rotation.
1: Meredith, can can I ask a, a non-judgmental question? Mm-hmm. But
3: why are you watching SVU from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to my friend Laura and she was like, "This she loves it. And she's like, this show sounds like it'd be right up your alley. And I was like, I've never seen it. And it I can't, it, you know, without having ever seen it, I couldn't. Um, disentangle it from like CSI in my mind. I was it's it's one of those dumb crime procedurals. It's got that dumb lady with pigtails who works in the lab who's annoying. I can't stand and but that's a different show. So I had to I got it straight and then I watched the first few episodes and I was hooked. And so now now I'm also addicted to it. So that's why I mean I'm I'm not saying no to Elliot Stabler. Yeah. Well and it's it's amazing. I love um I love Olivia's hair changes. And her, mm-hmm. her outfits are incredible. Um, like right now, she's in her zip-up hoodie sweater phase. Just every season, every episode, she's wearing a different zip-up hoodie that she zips right below her boobs. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just so much fun to watch. And and I have now a game where I call the real murderer. You know, at the, the within the first five minutes, and so it's really fun to see how how good I am at that. And I'm getting better and better. And I can also predict what Kragen's going to say before he says it.
0: two notes one that's how i wear my hoodies and two (laughs) next time someone shits on me for ncis i'm gonna pull up the tape of this conversation (laughs) (laughs) just because i like my murder and rape uh when it's naval related
3: right yeah (laughs) I didn't know the Navy was so violent, but... I I didn't
2: know that the Navy had such a wide, like, jurisdiction. I don't understand how they keep being involved in all these things. I keep trying to get Dave to explain it to me. Why are they involved? How are they involved in this? It's also the Marines. I know. He's... I know. We've talked
0: about it extensively. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for the Coast Guard spinoff because you do, in a couple of occasions, meet the... um, sort of equivalent law officers of the Coast Guards um, investigative service and it would just be really funny to have an entire series spinoff that's just the Coast Guard police
3: has there ever been a mashup with them in like Miami
0: Vice because they've got those those speedboats. Speed boats. Funny they they come together to tackle a drug runner. Yeah. I would love to see Don Johnson come out and <laughs> <laughs> We just bring them all together. It's it's the NCIS crew and Scott Baculus there for some reason because New Orleans is involved and Don Johnson because then it's Miami. Right. It could be a whole waterfront situation. We are it's full like the of Avengers today. <laughs> <It's>
4: true!
3: <laughs> oh siri must have been listening to to me my watch has movie times for deadpools on it for some reason i wasn't even Hmm. huh i guess that's a sign (laughs) all right um next on my list is just a word that says bears i guess they were talking what were they talking oh a bear that like broke into a car and ate some
0: cupcakes something about bears i guess people who knew there were bears in the neighborhood and thought i know where we'll keep the cupcakes in our car they've destroyed our house but our car is fine
3: so i'll put the food in the car smart and now the car is destroyed um we get an email from a listener about uh their teacher appreciation moment that was very sweet their grades were slipping a little bit and their parents incentivized them with the promise of a kitten and the teacher was fully committed to this and they did bring this this listener's grades up that was a very sweet story um and then we get another from uh two i think two emails about fund money one was in chicago um or maybe this is the same one. I don't know. Uh, but somebody found $100, put it into a lotto card machine to get $10 worth of cards, and then noticed that it doesn't give change. Which really is t- terrible. And their comments were right on about like taking advantage of people who yes. play the lottery. Yes. <laughs> it's just so evil mm-hmm. and predatory. And um, they ended up having to buy $100 worth of lotto cards that didn't pay off. So
0: that sucks. We've had the found money conversation before, so I don't know that there's new new ground to tread there, but just just um if you find money, whatever you do, don't spend it on scratch-offs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: You're already ahead, just stay there. All right, that's Monday.
1: Okay, let's go to Tuesday number 2640. Cleanliness is next to podliness. Hannah is back all by herself. I really like it when Hannah and Nick are on together because I think there's a really a good vibe. She keeps them from getting into the weeds too mm-hmm. much. But I also like her on her um on her own as a guest too. She's fantastic. Um we are not talking about Robbie Cano. Alright, guys? We're not <laughs> talking about Robbie Cano. We're just not gonna talk about him. You mean we're not gonna talk about Robbie Cano mean- and how he got suspended for eighty games we're using a banned substance Legendary fans.
0: <laughs> Legendary second baseman Robbie Keane. we're not going to talk about him we're not going to talk about nope, the fact that talk about he did not have PEDs in his system but he had the drug you take when you don't want people to find PEDs in your system in his system
1: yep we're not talking
3: about it's it not suspicious at all I think it was no. a benzo
4: oh come <laughs> on <laughs>
1: uh and instead, we're not going to talk about how Andrew replaced his router and then had a temper tantrum at Comcast customer service on the phone, because there is very little in this world that is less interesting to me than talking about telecom customer service calls. So we'll just note that his behavior continues as far as those types of things go. And this is going to be a quick day because I don't really want to talk about the nuts and bolts of their cleaning talk either. What's the point of me reciting cleaning tips on a recap, right? Yeah. But they do do a a bunch of home remedies and tips, I guess, for their cleaning love. And uh, the one thing that I really wanted to talk about as far as this goes, it's something that Hannah said towards the end of the conversation, which is that there is no superiority in being tidy. And I think that's a really interesting, uh, avenue to discuss because I am an extremely clean person and I get shit for it. And I don't understand what the deal is. It's like, People will be like, oh, Anne, you probably you just think that I'm terrible because I'm so messy. And I'm like, I don't care if you're messy. I don't feel better than you because I'm clean. I just need my space to be clean. I don't care about your space at all. And on the, the Internet, you will find dozens and dozens and dozens of memes and articles and conversations about how it's been shown that clean people are less creative or... um Clean people are boring or all of that stuff. And I'm like, look, it's fine. If you want to be messy, be
3: messy. But don't drag me down to make yourself feel better. (laughs) And I've got a theory about this. Um, And I think it goes along with um, the same thing that I experienced when I I was a vegetarian for seven years. And people would get uh, touchy about that. And and I I never told anyone what what they should eat. I didn't care what other people ate. I just didn't want to eat it. So I think what it is is it's about them feeling inferior, not about they think you feel superior.
0: 100%. I think they're they think
3: they're projecting their inferiority onto you. It's it not about
0: you at all. Absolutely a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yep. It is a you are a better person than me, or so I believe, and I am going to fight back that stereotype even though it's all on my side. It's it's a whole envy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, I can't think in clutter. Like I can't even have too many windows open on my computer. Yeah. Or I can't have yeah. too many browser windows open I, because then it's like my brain gets paralyzed and I can't find anything. So I have to just... Keep
3: it tight. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same I'm- way. I'm also a zero inbox person. Me too. Um, yep. And I was just attacked on the internet for that the other day because somebody was like, post your total in unread, and I was like, zero five. <laughs> and everyone's like, What's wrong with you? You're crazy. I'm like, well, no, I'm not. It's just the way I have to deal with things because if it's sitting there, it's something I have to do and I like to check things off my to do list.
2: Same. Mm-hmm. Total. If I have any notifications, like the little Uh, Oh, no, no, apples Those are all gone. (gasps) Oh, no, done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to turn off apps that notify a lot. I'll turn off the badges because it just – Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it kills me. I have to stop what I'm doing and check. My inbox is – I'm not so good. I currently have 31 email, zero unread, sitting in my personal inbox and 71 in my work. But I leave things in my work inbox if I know I need to come back to them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm –
1: I mean, as far as cleaning as far as cleaning goes, if you have like slime in your bathroom, I'm going to judge you, okay, <laughs> yes, because oh, that's gross, but other than that, you do what you need to do, it's okay, yeah, there's a point think at which that it I'm becomes, better than you it, and- yeah, it
3: can be a health issue, like mold, right. But anything yeah. beyond, like, a hazard or pests, you know, that you could easily get rid of, I, I just don't care. It's not where I live, so do what you want.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just won't use your toilet. That's
3: all. <laughs> oh, I I dated a guy once when I was in college whose house was so disgusting, and I couldn't really not ever go to his house, so I just started scrubbing his bathtub, which I'm not proud of, but I wasn't going to use it <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> That's our
1: coping mechanism. Yep.
2: (laughs) Here, let me help you out with that. (laughs) My problem is, is I love things to be clean, but I, like, am so tired that I just don't (laughs) so it's like i wish they were clean but i'm like that's why i have to get a housekeeper like twice Mm -hmm. a month because i'm like there. i mean obviously i i clean the kitchen and pick up it's not like i have dirty dishes stacked it's just more the bathroom or you know vacuuming stuff i can't well you've got
3: two little kids you have a perfectly valid i mean not that you need a valid reason to get a housekeeper anyone can get a housekeeper but that is absolutely understandable i can't do it i just Mm -hmm. can't Anyway. And
1: it's not like it's fun I mean there are a few people Like Andrew and Hannah That I think use cleaning as a self-soothing yes. Mechanism yeah. a lot of times yeah. Make order out of chaos I have a friend that's like that She's like when I'm stressed out I clean And it makes me feel better I don't enjoy the cleaning process at all But I need it to be done yeah. So you suck it up and mm-hmm. you do it Yep. And someday Maybe I'll get a housekeeper <laughs> That would be <laughs> awesome <laughs> Um, in a dazzling donor today our friend Hess and she gives a shout out to LRB so I wanted to give Hess
3: a shout out hey girl and her adorable dog coconut Mm -hmm. I know I love (laughs) seeing his pictures on Facebook I do too
1: (laughs) it's great and there is a voicemail today an anonymous voicemail uh, from a shame eater who uh Tends to hide the wrappers and boxes in odd places when she's shame eating and then now is cleaning and comes upon them and finds them and and her shame returns. <laughs> and uh, I think we've heard this before, but Andrew mentioned that uh, Vives puts cheese slice wrappers in her pockets. <laughs> I love that so, he, <laughs> so much. He finds out. I, now, I got to question this why would you put a cheese <laughs> wrapper in your pocket it's shame where eating. are you going
3: any cheese in their household is shame eating <laughs> 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 i'm like are, we're just we don't have a trash can
1: anywhere you can't put the it on the table and then put it in the trash later We well, don't want people I to just, see i'm it. not
0: you can't put it in your you can't put it on the table because then somebody knows you ate a craft single <laughs> All by itself in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't think, you know, and you you didn't eat it right away because you, you would have unwrapped it in the kitchen if you did that, right? You'd take it out of the fridge and unwrap it and eat it. Mm-hmm. Or, or unwrap it and start eating it. No, you put it in your pocket and then in a moment of need remembered, oh, yeah. Craft single in my pocket. I have
3: this warm, half-melted piece of American cheese in my pants.
0: Let's not go crazy with the word cheese. <laughs> all cheese right. product. Cheese
1: product. <laughs> well, I don't think that this should be a shame-eating issue at all. And God knows she shouldn't have to hide it from Andrew. I mean, nobody should feel ashamed at anything they eat in front of Andrew, sure. given his Save proclivities.
0: <laughs> the trick is you put it on the table, and then you just use one of those empty Bud Light bottles to keep it from blowing away. Everybody gets their want. No judgment. All right, that's Tuesday. Can I? I have a note from Tuesday, and I can't remember where it came up in conversation, but I think it was Andrew and and Hannah probably had similar experience, so they were bonding over this. But everyone in high school knew the one guy who would really just take over a mosh pit. And I think it was Andrews. The guy was named Mighty Mosh. Did I make this up? I don't this remember up? this. At I don't know all, what Bobby. you're talking are you,
1: about. Are you sure it wasn't a fever dream?
0: No, I you're vaguely Mike. remember
2: the Mosh talk. Like, vaguely.
0: I think it's because it resonated with my childhood more than maybe you guys. There was some ska talk. Oh, oh yeah. it must have right. been because of Brooklyn
3: 9 9. Hey, I went yeah. through a ska phase. And Me too. I mean, um, I also went through a mosh pit phase. Right, uh, where I was absolutely into just going in there and getting, you know, bashed around by fifteen angry teenagers. Yeah, yep, Ugh, everybody... that sounds like a nightmare now. I don't. <laughs> it, it's
0: it's just a giant pile of mostly non-sexual body contact. It's, <laughs> right. It's just a it's a coming of age tale, to be sure.
2: Moshing scared me because. I, I just I knew I couldn't hold up, but I like loved Sublime in 1996. So mm, yeah. <laughs> who did I think?
3: Well, my my intro to those kind of shows was well because my first show ever was an ICP show, and oh, yeah. so I think I it was like you know um, baptism by fire because the, most of ICP's fans are 400 pound white men who are also six foot five. And so they, w- there were several times where I was squashed between four of them on all sides and I thought my ribs were going to break and I was going to stop breathing. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Meredith.
0: <laughs> it's the opposite reaction of that situation on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the context. Yeah. Anyway, Mighty Mosh, that's all. It's just that's okay. the only thing I wrote for Tuesday <laughs> was <laughs> the words Mighty Mosh and I wanted to make sure I mentioned them. Uh, With that, we'll go to Wednesday, 2641. Uh, Yanny and Hardy. I'm already so tired of this (laughs) Laurel-Yanny thing. Yeah, I've got this in categories. Category one is Hawaii talk. Uh, Luke is back from Hawaii. They went for... uh, Thirty seconds of work followed by five days of pleasure, or something.
1: That son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I can't even.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I guess it was more or less their five-year anniversary trip. So I'll give him. He that. just figured out how to get it all expenses paid. <laughs> So those auto dealers of Washington State are thoroughly inspired by Luke Burbank and some cup stacking. Now that I think about it, we didn't really get a post-mort on his actual nope. presentation. No. we didn't.
3: I was curious to see how it went, and he never talked about it. Well, you
4: know those video Just about clips about his vid that he yanking.
0: Was... <laughs> if you, you don't have God. to vid yank if you're not going alone. That's the whole point. <laughs> also, incognito mode. Come on, like no hey, kidding, come on. right? <laughs> We've had this conversation on this show before. Incognito windows are your best friend. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii talk. Uh, Luke tried to port a flight to Honolulu instead of to the appropriate island. <sighs> of course and he their, did. their hotel <laughs> is... By the way, this is uh, how current technology would ruin the plot of Home Alone. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> that movie just... would be over in 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> just Airport security would have uh, scooped up Macaulay Culkin, and that would be the end of the... End of the run. How do you board the flight to the wrong city uh, in this day and age? Anyway, uh, Luke tried to fly to Honolulu. He couldn't. Um, He was then uh, at a hotel that was four seasons adjacent uh, where we get some (laughs) conversation about vacation friends, the people that you buddy up with when you're on vacation for a week. Uh, When Sam and I were on our honeymoon in Aruba uh, six years ago, five and a half years ago, we had that experience where there was another couple there that had just gotten married and, we were their friends for like four days until they left, and we were at a really small hotel resort thing, and so we were pretty much the only people around, and I did just momentarily think that they were trying to sleep with us, but it passed pretty quickly. I think they were just lonely. You always have to consider um, that as a possibility and you have then to hope. come up with a strategy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I mean... <laughs> hope? Not, not because you want it, but just because you're, you're flattered, right? I mean... Okay. Dave, Dave and I have gotten into like a couple of times where I'm like, are they trying to sleep with us? When we were in Paris, we like met this couple. But they weren't a couple at a bar. The guy invited us back to his apartment to drink Woo. wine with them. Woo. But they weren't a couple. It was like his assistant and Dave and me. We drank a lot of wine. And then we left. But I think, I don't know. I don't know. But it was really fun. But I think they maybe were trying to. <laughs> Sounds like they were. You extroverts baffle me. <laughs>
3: Why would you talk to strangers on vacation? I am racking my brain trying to think okay. of a time I've ever done this and I can't.
0: No. Well, I I considered it, um, you know, a compliment that they would want to pay that much attention to us, even if it was, you know. Uh, you know, I, I realized that um, uh, being with Samantha brings our couple average up a couple of notches and so i i would be punching up with this other couple (laughs) so it's flattering yeah yeah exactly (laughs) just you know take it for what it is take what you can out of it anyway uh so they uh go over to the four seasons and they're eating in the lobby bar of which we have a picture uh maybe we'll (laughs) Mm -hmm. make the show picture so that we can explain the proximity of what happens here they're sitting in a communal setting uh with a a couple that includes a woman who interrupts the conversation that is turning toward politics, unfortunately, to say, quote, I'm just going to stop you guys. I like him. Mm, Run away. Yeah, Bye. Which leads to Luke trying to run away. But they really want to eat at this Four Seasons Lobby restaurant. So he uh, sneaks off to try to get a table for for himself and for Carrie. Uh, And the whole thing gets blown up a little bit when the hostess comes over and says, we got you the table that you just asked for.
3: <laughs> she did put him on blast, but like that lady was so oblivious, it didn't matter. It was fine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't understand why all this skullduggery is necessary. These are people you're never going to see again. Agreed. You don't have to be rude to them. You just say, well, it's been great talking to you, but we're going to go over to our table and eat. Yeah,
0: that's all you need to say.
1: Good luck making America
0: great again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: I can't believe Luke engaged with her. I mean, it's uh, it it just seems like if you're on vacation, there's just no reason to, like, let's talk about policy with this person that clearly has no idea what she's talking about. It just seemed kind of odd and semi out of character for him, because he's usually sort of nice and, uh, you know, friendly to
0: strangers, so it seemed really odd. This happens, though... um... I've been on vacation. We've been on vacation and had people just jump into these topics. Um, These are just like the first things some people... I know. It's amazing to think that people who are huge Trump supporters also lacked basic tact. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, and just by the way, if you're listening and you don't agree with me politically, I won't speak for the ladies. Um, Sorry. This is not an equal time situation. So glad you're listening but i if think you can speak for me at least that's we'll also <laughs> but bobby yeah, will also survive we have to you... be f- but what we have to be fair and balanced but what about the kenny chesney fans <laughs> <laughs> it's my absolute favorite moment of luke talking about yeah. the Brian park <laughs> project um yeah so um we're glad that you're listeners but i you know Hit me offline if you want to have a conversation that's not going to go anywhere.
3: I would be shocked, right? Shocked Shocking if we had too. Trump supporter listeners. I really would.
0: You know, it, I. Who knows? <laughs>
3: I guess. Show yourselves. I'm curious.
0: I, I guess the part that amazes me is that there are so many people who are apolitical in the world. Like, yep. yeah. Anyway, yeah, not good on this road. Because baffling. we have a lot of recap to go. Uh, so that happens, and they get moved to a table three feet away, and yeah, when I found that picture of the the uh, bar, which I think is basically where they were sitting, it really is just, like, an aisle with the couch on one side and the table on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, on to Sky Jinx. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Luke says there's a, quote, two-year-old, and I, I question his a, age judgment of this child because I think at two, I think that's probably the... You well, have to pay. You, uh, yeah, Hillary, you, you might know better as someone who has yeah. children. Yeah, what the cutoff
2: is for? It's two, and you have to pay. I traveled yeah. with Rory when he was like, I think he was five days before his birthday, and I brought his birth certificate with me because I was like, hey, he's not two yet. He's not two. <laughs> I'm not paying five hundred dollars for a ticket. He was fine. I this is a tough I Bobby I knew you had this day and I was like oh shit we're gonna have to talk about this
0: no we don't I'm gonna take the Andrew approach to this which is to say that Luke (laughs) wanted to discuss it and Andrew said it's a trap Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's right okay so (laughs) this is the
2: what this I have I have pondered this I thought about what I'm gonna say and it's this is children are exist in the world. and We have to deal with them. Listen, I know they can be really annoying. However, I flew last week to Washington, D.C., and there was two adults playing a casino game with the volume up. So people suck. Sometimes kids suck. It's the way it is. And sometimes kids have to travel. The end. Parents are trying. The end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I well, have a okay. lot
3: of empathy for parents who have to travel with little children. Sometimes it's unavoidable, yeah. and that's fine. I just try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt um unless they're adults playing casino games at full volume
0: i'm sure that that kid absolutely had to get to hawaii um no 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 i'll make my point i i have flown 15 or 16 times this year already i just checked the other day um i have been on bragging i have been oh yeah all those commuter flights oh (laughs) so good um there have been many flights I've been on with kids who are great. There have been several flights I've been on with adults who were shitty. So the rule should be, if you can behave yourself at any age, you should be on a flight. And if you can't, you shouldn't. I'd be great with that rule. The enforcement yeah. is a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm mm. I'm softening on the kid's flying thing only because I have seen it work well really many times, but I will disagree to say that all parents are trying because unfortunately some parents are terrible that's true not all parents
2: um but parents generally are trying i um also just a quick note i um you know the 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 like sharing of the Headphones. That's dumb. I would have been super annoyed. Yeah, by that at, is dumb. That is really dumb. I would have, however, and this is just the, this is just hardwired into me. If I if I had a sleeping child on me and the people would be like, "Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom," I would have been a little bit annoyed. I mean, I wouldn't have been annoyed like, "No, you can't go." But I would have been like, "Are you kidding? I just got him to sleep. Are you kidding?" But that's just mm-hmm. my parents. Like, would make me sit in between them when we were flying and wouldn't let me get up to go to the bathroom because they didn't want to like. Move so, um, I like i that's just as like antithetical to me, so uh, that's just me. But but the the headphone thing is ridiculous,
0: yes, going aisle aisle and, and sharing headphones, and no. also the two adults, but not the child having the audio no. for the yeah, children's that <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just, <stupid>. just <laughs> This is this is to the point where I thought Luke may have been exaggerating, it's it, part of that because it just doesn't even make sense, but no. Um, you, you also have to just pick your seat strategically. I mean, if, if you get the last seat or whatever and you don't have a choice, you don't have a choice, but um, if, I guess I see why a parent would want to be on an aisle with the sake of a kid, but like why parents would go aisle aisle while they're wrestling a child and no. wouldn't try to get two seats together to have yeah. that extra sort of middle yeah. space to kind of, yeah. you know, Sam and I are, are traveling this while we we're talking about an upcoming trip and, We were discussing if we should go aisle aisle because you always hope that you get a couple in the two seats next to you on those bigger planes because they'll probably scrunch up together toward the window and then you get a little extra breathing room. That's always my hope. But my nightmare is instead I'll get the two fat guys who ride the little motorcycles next to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or ICP fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I need to um, go back a little bit to um, Hess's donor shout out. I, I misgendered Coconut the dog. I'm really really sorry. Coconut's a girl.
0: Thank you. Oh, how th- that's th- a correction section. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel terrible. It's a lady coconut. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as
1: far as kids on planes go, I think the problem is that you can't make the hard and fast rule. And I think even uh, If kids are going to behave, they're fine. I think that just doesn't quite take enough of the context into it. And and kids do sometimes have to fly, and they're not always flying to Disney World. You know, if a kid's on a plane, it's not because they're necessarily going somewhere fun. Or even if they are going to visit family, there may be a good reason to do that. So I think it's hard to make a... A strict ruling on any of that. I think it's really a case by case basis. You know, my nephew's coming to stay with me next week and he's six months and it's his first flight. So by, and he's just coming to visit family. So by your standards, Bobby, he shouldn't be flying really. But yeah, he he is. And my dad can't travel and he's pretty sick and he might never get to see his grandson
0: if the grandson doesn't come to him. So there we go. That's where you bring in the extenuating circumstances. Right, that's logical to me.
3: There could be grandparents in Hawaii, right? I mean, we, we I think we just have to give people. See, this is my
2: problem. That. It's it. It. This is my problem. Like, who cares what the Circ- circumstances? Like, kids live in the world and travel yeah. sometimes. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, there's shitty kids and there's shitty adults, and we just have to like kind
0: of deal with them. And shitty there kids and shitty adults should have to take the train <laughs> 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 to Hawaii. Hey, that's not my problem. <laughs> There
3: are boats. <laughs> Spend five uh, days on a boat.
1: <laughs> I just think it's a situation that looks very similar from the outside, but once you actually know what's going on, there are a million different things that could be going on with people traveling, so it's yeah. just hard to establish a rule.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know why kids and adults alike can't just take a couple Benadryl and a little whiskey under the gums before they fly to. That would make...
1: Well, that's true. Why don't they just pipe some... Um, sleeping knock out something into the cabin mm. once the plane takes off and then wake us all back up when we
4: get there. I have be into, into that a actually lot on
0: beverages. I have wondered Fine. this all the time. I mean, just especially those cross-country flights. I would love to wake up refreshed in 5 hours and be landing in Seattle.
2: It's like when my yep. mo-
0: when my mom had my brother who's 11 years older than I am, I think
2: she had like twilight labor which is not good for you, but she just woke up and there was a baby there. So,
0: yeah, they I used gots- to do it that way all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No telling if it was hers or not, but that's okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> Carter, we're looking at you. We're not sure. <laughs> Get uh more This is America talk mash up with Kami, maybe. I think we've addressed that appropriately. Yeah. Yes. Uh top story, Laurel and Yanny, sixty nine minutes in. Nice. nice. I nice. tried
1: so hard to avoid this whole Laurel Yanny thing until they played it on TVTL, and i was like god
0: damn it all right so didn't want any part of let's this just do this lightning round meredith what did you hear both depending on what speakers i was using okay Anne. don't care did you not i mean <laughs> i don't know I, I know you don't care but which one did you hear i've pushed it out of my mind we talk Bobby. about things don't we care. don't care about all the time on this show i refuse
3: <laughs> i'm opting out hillary. conscientious
0: objective hillary uh, Laurel,
2: like 95% of the time. Then one time I heard Yanny, but Laurel.
0: Laurel. I heard Laurel on every different... I mean, I didn't try very hard to find more and more different speakers and things, but I heard Laurel. So I guess that means we're all bad at high fr- I don't care. All right. It's a thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a topic. When I try to explain to people what TBTL is, and I'm like, well, it's a daily... Conversation between two friends talking about their own lives and current events and what's big on the internet. This is one of those moments where they actually address something that was big on the internet. So, whatever. Uh, then we get the Boston, uh, was- New England community talk thanks to uh, a dazzling donor. <laughs> and uh, I think I wrote... Uh, I think I wrote all these down correctly, and I know that Anne doesn't want to talk about them, but she doesn't want to talk about a lot of things this week. So. <laughs> Can I take my headphones off and like, go refill my water bottle while you're talking, talking about her? this, Bobby? Worcester, Situate, Bricka, Lemonster, Peabody, Gloucester, Cahasset, yeah. Leicester, Haverhill. I think that was the list. Nice. So there you go. Situate is not hard. Luke should have gotten that one. Yeah, Situate's not that hard. You just ignore the, the C sort of Situate. Yeah. You sit with it with Situate. <laughs> Bill, uh,
1: guess what guys different places
0: pronounce things differently Bill, wow Billerica is, is yeah. really Bricka people just drop the L's Bricka there was a guy there. that
2: was on the Austin Real World and he was from Ricca and it was when Dave and I first started dating and I was like Ricca? and Dave was like Nope, that's that's <laughs> not it <laughs> Again, this is why I'm not successful in life, because I remember that there was a guy from the Real World Austin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Bill Rica. I would His disagree name was Danny.
0: <laughs> about your lack of success in life. So you you have accomplished a lot and also still remember that.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, And Andrew mentions that uh, now Cleveland Browns quarterback Tyrod Taylor came from the Giants, which is wrong. He came from the (laughs) Buffalo Bills. Yeah. um, Which wouldn't be so egregious except he was a starting quarterback, and, and even he knows that the starting quarterback of the Giants is usually Eli Manning. So, anyway. Does he know that, though? I mean, does he? I think even he would recognize Eli Manning. They would say, who's that scrawnier, Dopier looking version of Peyton Manning. Oh, it's Eli Manning from the New York Giants. And that's it for Wednesday.
1: All right. Thursday, number 2642, absurd comedy meet. Did you guys know that the dogmen escaped the military and are killing people in national parks? That's a new one to me. Wow. (laughs) I mean, the things that the government
3: doesn't tell us. (laughs) Let's get
0: Don Johnson on the case. <laughs> this episode of LRB is round sponsored the... by Patriot Brand dried food
1: <laughs> to round up the SUV NCIS CSI supergroup yep. put them on the case of the dog man. poster. <laughs> Sunglasses and
0: smirks
4: everywhere. Mm.
1: Um so we get some talk about this speech for the auto dealers except we don't actually get to talk about the speech we get the part about how luke was trying to pull clips from his cbs pieces to show them that he is in fact a legit journalist you know that he's cool he's cool guy (laughs) um and he ended up getting a virus (laughs) because he was so cool (laughs) using sketchy software And so uh, he coped with it for the presentation and in Hawaii, but now he took it to the computer repair people to get it fixed. (laughs) But he's embarrassed because he doesn't want them to think he got it from watching porn. (laughs) And there was this whole story about how there was some lady that came in the shop behind him. And so he went and pretended to look (laughs) at other stuff until she finished
0: her business and left. (laughs) That's definitely a way to not make it look like you're getting porn.
2: I feel like computer repair people are like doctors; like they've seen, they've seen oh, the yeah. most personal parts of your life, like the they stuff don't you care don't care if you're people. watching porn. <laughs> the
3: they just assume that you are. They assume you are because everybody is. So, yeah, and they've seen all your naked pictures too. <laughs> <laughs> but it confounds me that
1: Luke couldn't figure out how to do this in a safe way to download clips of his own pieces. And it was as easy as talking to Kiki Lolo in the end, and she helped him out. But come on, dude, you work for several major media outlets. Gosh, it's almost like you're downloading sketchy
3: stuff. It's almost like Luke doesn't prepare for things.
1: Huh. Yeah. On the flight to Hawaii yeah. the night before his presentation, he's trying to get his materials together. Oh, boy. Well, hashtag content. Do you True. think that
0: kid brought his cups with him, or do you think he got to Hawaii and then had to run around and find cups? <laughs> I can't stack
3: these.
1: Uh, he's being unreasonable in unreasonable times. Wait, I never remember how that all goes. doesn't matter. Nope. <laughs> Uh, so in more current news, Luke is very nervous because he and Carrie are getting back into softball. They've joined a co-ed softball league, and tonight's going to be their first game. And Luke is really nervous because, again, he wants people to think that he's a cool guy and all sporty and athletic. And he's also um insecure because Carrie is a better athlete than he is. Really. I mean, somebody who played college softball
2: and he feels like he wants to compete with her. If I were Carrie, and you know, she married him. If I were Carrie, this would severely annoy me because I played college, you know, I didn't, but she played college softball. Like, she's going to be better. And Mm -hmm. if she's not, I don't know. I don't understand Luke's, like, driving need to make sure that Carrie is, like, completely turned on by him. It's so (laughs) odd to me. And this is, like, her avenue. She knows how to play softball really well. And Luke hasn't played in, what, yeah, you know what's really attractive? Trying too hard. Like, <laughs> <God>. come on.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't. He's I don't never gonna it. get that.
1: Yeah. No. No, when he said the thing about, well, then I caught the grounder, but I rushed the throw to first. I'm mm. like, whatever. You threw the ball in the dirt, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> She's not that good at softball. It's okay. She doesn't. She didn't marry you because, you know. You're some unspecified baseball player from the 90s that was on the Seattle Mariners. Um, She married you because you have other talents, (laughs) because you're smart and funny and charming and you hustle and you like her. Just go with that. It's okay. Um, Boy, I'm really excited to talk about Friday when we get the (laughs) breakdown of what happened. (laughs) Um, And and now comes the angry making part, and I feel somewhat of a responsibility to bring Mike's position to this discussion because he's not on the show, as I hope we've all noticed, and he is very upset about this. But they made it to the semifinal round of this WBUR Next Great Radio Show contest, and they're going to blow it off. And uh, they so they made it from hundreds down into, they said, less than 20 people got picked to go on to the next round. And now they're just going to be like, eh. Except Luke secretly wants to do it, but he wants Andrew to do all the work. Of course. Including maybe just submit 10 minutes of TBDL. That'll be good enough, right? No. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why is he doing this? Why is he pushing this? He... He pitched this in the beginning with the idea of well oh, wouldn 't it be funny if we we sent in a pitch for this contest and we got a rejection letter? I mean this is from a guy who does not take rejection at any level, decided that they should do this for the rejection laws? No, there is something that, as Phyllis says, get Lisa Weinberg on the phone <laughs> because something is happening here that needs to get sorted out, and then he wants Andrew to do all the work so that he can like Maintain an emotional distance so he doesn't actually have to care about it in the end, and it's taking a spot that could have gone to somebody else who's not a radio professional who would have been thrilled just to make it to the semifinals and I think this is gross
0: I had high hopes for why we love why is this happening with curses <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would listen to that we could make something of it yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is gross. This is this is gross on a lot of levels. It's gross that they're taking somebody's spot, and it's gross that Luke wants it done by Andrew, and yep. he didn't or, even read the pitch he sent in. Yep. Uh huh. That well, was what offended was like, me what the did, most. What did we do again?
0: What, he's what like? Oh, it's submit? that life hack thing? Oh, I didn't this, is a, check. this is a this is a punchline that just went way too far and snowballed out of control. It's like when you tell a lie and then you have to tell a bigger lie, and then you have mm-hmm. to tell a bigger lie. This this would have been a funny throwaway moment if they had said we should do a show about life hacks and then just never did anything with it. Like that would have been right when it could have still been funny. This
3: is half Andrew's fault because he's taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, in our our
1: discussions on this, I thought Phyllis made an excellent point, which was that they didn't take anybody else's spot. WBUR gave them that spot so it's not it's not on Luke and Andrew to you know destroy somebody else's dream but I would say that Luke and Andrew have a definite advantage in this because Luke personally knows Doug Berman and all those WBUR people and that's going to get him attention and consideration that's not on a level playing field with other people so I think there is some responsibility
0: there I believe isn't Doug Berman be easy but anyway well Doug Berman is the executive producer of this, isn't he? Oh he right, because he worked car on Car Talk. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Yep. And so that's the crossover there. Um I was thinking about this and, and part of part of Mike's anger making was this was very predictable. Of course they made this the cut. And I right. agree with him completely and I think there was some surprise by some other people in the conversation that we were having about this, about that. But of course they did, because if you post a job listing and you get a hundred resumes and in that hundred resumes is a known quantity who has done basically that job before and been successful at it. And you're aware of that person by name recognition. Of course, when you're trying to figure out which 20 of them you're going to talk to, you're going to talk to that person. And so even before Mm -hmm. they get to the pitch, The cover sheet says Luke Burbank, and they think, oh, he's an actual radio guy. And this is not Star Search. They're not trying to discover undiscovered talent. They're trying to fill a programming slot. So they want the best shot they can get at someone who knows what they're doing. Um, I'm sure they would love the story of finding um, the next undiscovered talent, mainly because they can pay them basically nothing and fill this (laughs) slot. (laughs) Right. Mm. But at the same time, if, if some rock star... I'm not trying to flatter Luke, but like if some great known quantity comes through, of course you will let them through to the next round. They probably don't care what Luke and Andrew's pitches. It's like, Oh look, two seasoned radio professionals are interested in making a show and it sounds halfway interesting. Let's see where this goes. And then here's, mm-hmm. uh, here's HBO and Kiki Lolo's let La- talk clean to me coming in at number 22. And not getting a shot.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So. And and now they're really in a catch 22 here because if they blow this off and be like, "Haha, just kidding." Well, that doesn't help their relations with people in the public radio in- industry. Uh but they also they don't want to do this. I mean, Luke wants to do it just to satisfy his own ego, but they can't they can't do this. There's no way. See, they just, they don't have the time and they don't really have the interest in doing this.
0: I actually disagree. Really? I think they could do it. And, and, despite, uh, in, in our run sheet where you've written, no, next to a college <laughs> show about life hacks.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I would never listen to one second of it.
0: I, But I also wouldn't listen to the TED Radio Hour most of the time. And that's a thing. Like... I, I think that there's actually – I think this idea completely lands on an NPR Saturday afternoon program. I think between probably between end. a show about gardening and, and woodworking and two hours of Irish step dance or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> this, this right before Shamrock and Thistle, two guys taking something that's extremely popular on the internet and turning it into something you can listen to, absolutely –
2: it sounds sort of like um my brother, my brother and me, but you know, with Andrew and Luke. Like it's that kind of like advice show, but like yeah, in a goofy but not sort of it's funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I just I think that there's I think you know, I think there'd have to be some refinement here, but this this whole notion of maybe they'd take three calls. They give some quick advice. They field advice from the listeners for a topic that they brought up the previous week and then open up the voicemail lines. And then they do one where they do an in-studio test or something or an on-site test. Like I can see how the segments would lay out for a 30 minute or one hour show on this principle that could be very effective. Um, And so I think they fell ass backwards into an idea that actually might be a good idea.
1: Well, yeah, I can agree with that. But do you think they would do it? Because I, I don't. I think, if, I think they're burning a bridge, whichever decision they make. I think at if this point. they got strapped with a real producer and...
3: Yeah. <laughs> ah, there, that's, <laughs> that's the so magic. Rough. Well, yeah. it's also taking away yeah. juice from TBTL that is desperately needed. That's my concern.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's selfishly, of course. And, and they are both very busy, but there's also not a big... Um, just like car talk there's there's not a big timeliness factor with this whole premise i mean you could knock out you could knock out four hours of content in a couple of days and edit it together and be done for a month like there's this thing is so evergreen i think they Mm -hmm. can figure out you're saying
1: like like taping jeopardy (laughs) you just do a whole bunch exactly Mm -hmm.
0: and they've got um they've got enough bench luke's got enough bench to get sort of semi-famous professional experts in to answer the occasional question too, speaking of Jeopardy. I could totally see them pulling a Ken Jennings in to answer a question or whatever. I don't know. I actually think this just has a lot of potential. Maybe they're just not the right people to host it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I still think that they're screwing around. I agree and that they're screwing around and that they're ruining a future yep. relationship opportunity, which is the opposite of what Luke normally does. But I, yes. I just I think it's very funny that um, for what it's worth I think it's actually a good show pitch. Well, just I mean, why don't we do it for
1: them? We can just find the ten minutes of TBTL. Why does Lynn have to do it? We'll find ten minutes of TBTL <laughs> that they can submit for this pitch.
0: No, I I think we should just do the show for ten minutes. <laughs> Send them the tape oh. and say Luke and Andrew are our executive producers.
1: <gasps> Bobby, that's kind of evil. You're going to snake
0: their idea? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm only like five minutes away from the BUR studios right now. We could just slap it together. I'll put it on a CD. I'll just slip it through the mail slot. Wow. Well, now I'm starting to feel better about this idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On our way to radio stardom.
1: Okay. And speaking of stardom, the Browns are going to be on Hard Knocks this year.
0: Good transition. And
1: end of conversation. Good transition, though. <laughs> um. Yeah, the, I'm really worried about the Browns. The, I think the all the distraction of being on Hard Knocks is going to really affect their record. I mean, they probably won't win as many games <laughs> because they're, they've got the TV crews in there all the time. Uh, And finally, on Thursday, everybody thinks that Andrew looks like Seth Rogen, including various random (laughs) people on the street with mental health issues. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can see it. Feature-wise, he doesn't really uh, look like Seth Rogen, but Seth Rogen showed up on an episode of The Joel McHale Show with Joel McHale, which I was just watching the other day, and he was wearing a a Castro-style hat, and he's got the beard and the glasses, and he it's
2: kind of a, a vibe he's like an, an impressionist version of seth rogan like they like from afar yeah you're like oh yeah they look alike but if you get up close it's it's not the same but you know tall just guys a general is, person yeah. type yes yeah
0: yeah
1: and um genevieve gets compared to michelle williams which i can totally oh, yeah. see but i think it's yeah. mostly like the haircut and maybe the face shape
3: they have some similar features definitely cute little nose and stuff do y'all have any celebrity mm-hmm. doppelgangers?
1: Here? Um, I always get told that I look like somebody's sister or somebody's aunt or somebody's best friend or something like that. I've had people say, Oh my god, Linda, doesn't she just look just like Jessica? Except except for her voice. It could be Jessica. I've gotten that quite frequently throughout my years. I've gotten so nobody
3: famous, but I've gotten Sarah Jessica Parker sometimes, which is I don't know if what? that's a compliment. <laughs> You don't look anything like her. Yeah. We have we both have long oval faces and rather substantial noses, so maybe that's where
0: it comes from. What? Yeah. That's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a good answer here. I don't really get I I'm just a I'm just a five foot nine white guy with dark hair and glasses (laughs) and a short beard. (laughs) I look like thousands of people you know.
2: You look like everybody and nobody. Yeah. Recently, I've been getting because she has gotten more famous, um, the queen of Instagram stories, Busy Phillips. I think it's more oh, like yeah. personality vibe than anything. But she has blonde hair and she talks a lot, so
0: that's that's my, <laughs> my my biggest one lately. I had no idea who you were talking about, but I did just Google her, and um, I feel like I probably should have gone with an incognito window.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, because it shows that. <laughs> it's from when she was like way younger and it shows one that she's like in a bikini or something. But, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah. But I don't know a similar vibe more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see it.
2: All right. Let's go to Friday. Two bros looking it up. I have to sing sometimes. (laughs) That is the proper way to do that title. (laughs) Show title might be the
0: best part of this episode.
2: I agree. Um, It's it was um, overall Luke just kind of seemed I don't know like pissed at the world a little bit and he was uh, showing it and like analyzing bits of pop culture that were irrelevant. But um, first, it started off as Andrew asking, "What does thunder mean?" As in, like, does this effectively hide my thunder? Um, Which, like, what do y'all think of it? What What is your what
0: is your point? I've of you? always
2: assumed thighs and
3: maybe thighs too. and
2: butt, like your whole butt situation.
3: Me too.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be more all-encompassing. I, I first never thought about it this much before this episode. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and I don't think the writers of Arrested Development did either. No. Uh, but now, on further review, uh, I, I, I guess I just assumed he meant everything going on. <laughs> Under those shorts, <laughs> just because that seems to be his general concern. So, from a character standpoint, um, going with with all the junk.
3: Well, yeah, he's a he's a never nude, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And so yeah. his concern is um, wholesale everything in the no touch zone.
1: I don't know. Maybe I never even thought of it as a specific body part, but more as a quality. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. my it's a, my thunder. it's an aura.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah um and then it kind of uh devolves into talking about not getting stuff as a kid like getting jokes and he he uh once again cops one of Genevieve's stories about um watching dirty rotten scoundrels and not getting the joke and her dad kind of asking her if she got the joke um and then they go and break down the joke which it's like And Luke is really upset about it. It was just a really weird, like he was, it it was a not proportional response to a kind of lame joke that Luke was pissy about. But mm-hmm. I, I do remember as a little kid kind of like laughing at stuff, but knowing that I didn't really understand it. Like I, like Grease 2, it was not funny, but there's a whole song called Reproduction that I used to sing around the house. <laughs> um, and it was, you know, on the surface about plants, I guess. But, you know, it's not really about that. And I loved it. I was like seven singing that and fully did not get mm-hmm. it. Nobody stopped me, though. Well, oh, yeah. Most of the songs in Greece too are about copulation in some way. <laughs> Let's do it for our country: the red,
4: white, uh-huh. and the blue.
2: Um, so I, I do, I do relate to that. But then, just when they went down, like breaking down every, you know, it was like the actors' studio for this one joke. So I didn't really. Wait, who's James Lipton in this scenario? I don't know. and I think you know I remember seeing Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's been a really long time, but. I think it had more to do with the physicality of Steve Martin than anything about the joke. I mean, that's usually his deal anyway. Um, So I thought that was weird. And then, you know, they're starting to get into softball talk, how the softball game went. And then they start breaking down the John Fogerty song, uh, which is admittedly a dumb song. But... Um Luke again was like too mad about it and it's like it's like that ruined his game basically this like stupid song that he played to get pumped up. Um that he played 3 times. <laughs> like maybe don't play it. And actually it is a dumb song. The lyrics did make sense once they started going down like the genius rabbit hole. Like it it did kind of make sense, but it is a dumb song. So I don't know. Yeah. I I just didn't understand why he was like it was like he was starving for content. This was
0: just what he grappled onto. I want to jump in because between Thunder and this, we received two throw your phone moments from listener Crit. I think in real time, based on how they were spaced <laughs> out. Um, Crit, I, I'm not going to read them now, but we hear you. <laughs> I think you came in a little hot. I think the heat of the moment got to you <laughs> on both of these topics. <laughs> um. I'm not going to They were fire teams yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to defend this John Fogerty song as as you know ardently as you will. Um, I don't think it's a very good song, but it is certainly a good enough song as far as the lyrics go.
1: I was shocked that Luke didn't understand the shoeless Joe Jackson reference. Yeah. I mean, were I you mean, shocked though? Come on. <laughs> I didn't understand any of it, but nobody should be shocked by that. <laughs> but you don't call yourself a baseball no, fan. I don't. Anybody who's a baseball fan or has seen the movie, I don't know, Eight Men Out yep. or knows anything about Sheila Joe Jackson well,
0: wait, should know that that's where that comes from. Is this the part from. of the show where we list baseball movies? <laughs>
1: no. Feel the Dreams. He's in Feel the Dreams.
2: Ray Liotta played yeah. him. I will say the one thing about John Fogerty, though, is I remember as a little kid when Proud Mary would come on, I would think, please don't let it be that one. Please don't let it be that one. Because I hate his voice. It, like, really irritates me. Um, and it would always, you know, luckily it would be the Tina Turner one most of the time, but sometimes you would get the uh, Koreans' Clearwater revival. I'm like, no, I hate this. Um, what did John Fogerty ever do to
1: you? I don't know. Me. I just don't. voice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, Craig. <laughs> um, okay, so then Luke goes over the game and how the team was garbage. And, you know, we basically went over that. How I mean, I think they played two games. So whatever. It was just not a good softball team. And Luke is totally that guy on a co-ed softball team that's a dick about stuff. I know. Like, that's why I didn't like playing. Because it was supposed to be fun. And then you go drink. And then you have that one guy that's too competitive. And you're like, this is not... We're not competing for anything, really. We're just, like, doing this to pass the time and have fun. Um, but uh, more importantly, Luke thought that maybe he sharted, but then didn't shart. So, oh, yay. No. Wait, wait, wait. I-, <laughs> I
1: categorize your, or I dispute your categorization of this as more importantly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is a story about a thing that didn't happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. guess.
2: Yeah, only Luke could tell a 20-minute story about something that didn't happen. <laughs> also, he has issues with his bowels. I don't know what's going on. There's too many stories. Like, you need yeah. to get that looked into. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? It's the low-carb diet. He doesn't <laughs> get enough fiber. It's true. No. It's totally true. That's Well, it. he's
3: been having just-a-minute Ron moments forever, for years. <laughs> and just, um, you know, sudden poop attacks. And I've never heard of anyone having that many problems. When poop goes bad.
2: Um, so, yeah, that was a long story. Uh, what what do they say? Like a long climb for a short slide? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> which anyway, That's exactly then, what he was worried it happened. <laughs> How many <exactly>. American pies? <laughs> Um, then they got a listener email about the WBUR show, and um, Andrew's just claiming extreme busyness, which, like, I feel bad for him because it's all put on his shoulders. However, he doesn't take time to, like, do his real job, so I don't understand the busyness that he has. And I know there's probably things behind the scenes, but he doesn't even read the articles that he has to for the show. So I I don't know. I always get annoyed by him saying how busy he is. He sometimes he somehow finds time to go, you know, eat like a meatball sandwich on the regular. So I don't know. Uh, but I do understand that it's like, it's all on him. So I, I get it. I don't know why. It just kind of pushes my buttons for some reason.
0: No, I won't
1: get. No, I hear you with that. I mean, he doesn't do a lot of close editing of the show. No. After they record it, he doesn't, do much prep for the show it's where does the time go one wonders i won't
0: i i will not disparage him for not having time beyond a reasonable expectation of a full-time job in editing tbtl yes absolutely. i, I am happy to destroy him for not taking care of tbtl when it's his full-time yes, job yes. but after hours who knows if if playing video games and smoking some things or not smoking some things anymore but if 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 self medicating and playing video games is what he needs to do eight hours a day, as long as it's not the eight hours a day that are TBTLs, it's not my problem for sure. You know, for sure. So I just want to make sure. sure we're not saying that Luke's uh, that Andrew's uh, free time should be available no, 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 to no. this. Right, no, right, right. not
2: at all. It's more that I just am like, well, you don't even really do your real job yeah i hear you um, <laughs> <laughs> um listen there are a lot of meatball subs in this world to be <laughs> that's true uh, and then i was just like like how do we get people to call in how would we even do that i'm like have you met the tens we could do that in yeah. one day we yeah. could figure it out yeah like
0: one post on the stents oh, page i mean would clear this all it's exactly. 10 minutes you only need one person to call in with a mm-hmm. question or a hack uh,
2: and I just have a note here that say that says Andrew's self esteem issues kill me, <laughs> which isn't fair to him. But it just is so like un. Um, what do I try to unexamined that? It kind of frustrates me because they're it's a constant source. And I think it was when he was talking about like, well, I would just be the guy editing it. It would be you and Kiki Lolo or Hannah or whatever. Oh, he would
1: be the call screener,
2: <laughs> which is kind of funny and maybe sort of true, but uh, he wouldn't though, and. I don't know. No. I d- he needs to go. He needs to go see a therapist. Like, yeah. I, can we? I don't. Can we crowdsource this? He needs to find somebody because it sometimes it gets on top of him a lot. And I think that you know mm-hmm. we've talked about this ad nauseum. But you know he f- hyper focuses on other things in order to not deal with whatever childhood trauma that he has. Yeah. Please
0: just remember that if Luke got his bowels under control and Andrew got his feelings under control, there might not be enough <laughs> conversation true. topic for That's True. Yeah.
2: Oh. It's true. <laughs> It's true. Very true.
1: Uh, they could go down to three days a week and then do the WBUR show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I also have a note here that says, also, vitamin D is the hottest vitamin. Because they were saying, like, the he said vitamin W and vitamin B. <laughs> and then vitamin he was... <laughs> then he was ranking vitamins obviously he should have said vitamin a but actually i feel like i hear about vitamin d like almost constantly so yeah that's the that's the the hot one right now um and then i kind of wrote
0: when you wrote the vitamin d is that one i just assumed that that was because vitamin d is slang for vitamin dick is that is that not parlance for you guys no, no, your no. mind out of the gutter, Bobby. I have definitely heard vitamin D used. We are instrument. concerned
3: about our long-term cancer risk and our bone health.
0: Vitamin oh, wait, I just said vitamin bone D health. Just, just is- say bone <clears throat>
3: health. Dang it!
0: Vitamin D can help. No, with
1: No, no, don't God. put vitamin D on Mike's list of <laughs> <in> stupid words <laughs> he can't
3: see
4: anymore.
3: You get a vitamin D uh, facial. Oh God.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's probably good for your skin ooh explicit
0: <laughs> I know I've mentioned it here before but years and years ago I had um, uh, I had Rap Master Maurice write a rap for friends of mine who are getting married who are both pharmacists and he called it vitamin L for love oh yeah And I didn't ask him to do that. He just came up with it on his own. And he is now retired from the rap battle game. So, um, if anyone wants to hear Vitamin L, let me know. Put it up. (laughs) Um, I uh,
2: they went into top story, and they actually did two. Which uh, Andrew was like, "I actually read it," which is sad that that's uh, more rare than we would like to think. Um, I kind of didn't pay attention to the top stories, even though it was my day, because I don't. Don't care. Uh, there was the first Tinder match in Antarctica. Um, the only thing I could think of is have y'all done Tinder? I have never done it before. I've been married for too long now. Um, I, but I'm always curious about it. I'm like, who would I match with? And Dave is like, no, hello, no, you're married. But I'm like, I kind of want to get it. <laughs> I downloaded
3: it um, shortly after I moved, just Out of pure curiosity, because I had that same thought. And I was like, it's a bad look to do that when you're married. So I waited until (laughs) I wasn't. And I had it for less than 24 hours before I was totally horrified and deleted it from my phone.
2: Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah, it seems – I don't – I have some friends that have used it and have liked it, but it just seems a little bit sketchy. And actually, there was – one of my friends was in Dallas, and she was like, oh, I'm going to see who's on it around my parents' house. And there was a guy we went to high school with who was married that was on it. Still yep. married.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Yikes. I have played around with it for other people, for single people <laughs> on their phones, and it is terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Especially – women using it and so i assume when you were just drowning in vitamin d over there you're 24 hours on it <laughs> just what? so aggressive
3: it was enough it, i i never need to get that app again
0: those and h- and how's the tinder scene in the minnesota
1: i've never done tinder um i tried match ages ago for 6 weeks and you know how they say that if you're a woman with a pulse you're just going to have men coming at you left and right. That was not my experience. Nobody wanted to date me, so <laughs> mm. I got off
0: of Match, and I said, well, that's it for me. I would consider yourself lucky that you didn't get the dregs of Match thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: well, I yeah, it's it seems to be a flawed system. I hear Bumble's okay, but yeah, it seems to be kind of a sketchy situation purely
3: based on looks I mean that's basically all you've got to go on on somebody is do I like this picture or not and it's a snap judgment and it's it gets to feel real gross after a while
2: yeah it's like do you remember are you hot or not or whatever that yes 1999 that was brutal (laughs) yes it was It was. And that's basically like how Facebook started anyway. So, Mm -hmm. oh, God. Mm -hmm. It's just a
3: better way to judge girls on their looks. Yep. Yep. Yay, the Uh patriarchy. I'm just
2: going to stay quiet over here. (laughs) The man on the Men are disgusting. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's it's true. Yes, we are.
2: Uh, Okay, so the next top story was Deadpool marketing, and it was actually good. Um, Again, I mean, it seemed like kind of, you know, cute I guess and at first I thought well that's kind of small it's, it seems sort of like ineffective but you know TBTL was talking about it and I'm sure other podcasts and shows were talking about it so I guess that's how that kind of marketing works yeah, yeah. and they're kind of
3: they're using like a, a, a shotgun approach they're they're doing a million different little weird marketing things yeah, for that movie yeah. and they're all pretty funny they're all if, pretty good and if you're going
1: to be true to the Deadpool ethos i guess you gotta not give a shit if it works or not
2: yeah right? yeah because it's gonna
1: he, he doesn't care true. so they should just do some stuff and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't who gives a shit
2: yeah and that movie's gonna make like you know a 100 million dollars oh yeah time. oh lord yeah. so um i have a soft spot for ryan reynolds i know a lot of people don't like him but there was a show on nickelodeon called uh, 15 that he was on. Uh, This was like when I was 12 and I thought he was really cute, so... I have always... Who
1: doesn't like Ryan Reynolds? Who has a problem
2: with Ryan I think, Reynolds? I don't know. I think people think he's sort of smarmy, but I think he's cute and fun. I think he's funny. <laughs> I
3: like him I a lot. I fell in <laughs> love with him on, on Two Guys, a Girl and a Pizza Place.
2: Yes. And actually, uh-huh. there's that movie. Uh, it, I know it's really corny, but there's a movie called Definitely Maybe, and I cry every single time I watch it, and we'll watch it if it's on oh, like, yeah, TV. It's a cute movie. <laughs> um, Dave always gets mad at me because I'll watch... like. Shows that I've seen a thousand times on TBS or TNT. Like if the devil wears Prada is on, I'm like, this is what I'm doing tonight. And he's like, one, you've seen it Two, There's commercial breaks. And I'm like, I don't care. This is what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, So I'm a joy to be married to, obviously. Um, Anyway, that was basically the end of the show. Um, There was music for your weekend. Um, It is, as we had mentioned before, it's Luke and Carrie's fifth anniversary, which, um, I can't believe it's been five years. That's wild to me. No. So, it seems to me mm-hmm. that Carrie's still like the new person in his life, but I guess not anymore. Um, and it's cry to me by Solomon, Solomon Burke, which is a great song and only reminds me of dirty dancing. Um, mm. And I remember hearing that then, and it like made me feel weird feelings when I was eight years old. So <laughs> I'm still kind of like, but it's a really good song. But weird I was like, feelings about like it was like this is like a sexy song, and I shouldn't be watching this. Um, but um, like weird feelings about Patrick Swayze, you probably, probably yes, yes. As a very way too young child, um, but it's a good song. It's actually that was a that was a good song. That was a good pick. Um, and then Andrews is this. Breathe, Al, Breathe, uh, that's the artist, and Baseball Diamond is the song from a mixtape that Durs made. Um, it didn't really do anything for me, but it's just not my style of music that I really enjoy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it wasn't bad. I just, it wasn't like my jam. Um, and then Listener ha- Another one of those where Andrew's like, I'm going to have to play a lot of it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's like, okay. You could have just cut to the part of the song that you really liked, because he was yeah. like, hold up. Mm-hmm. I gotta, we got to play this part. Yeah, planning. Editing. It's tough. Uh and then listener <laughs> Hannah from Shootsbury. I don't know. How do you spell that? Do you know Bobby?
0: Uh I went and checked earlier. Uh it's S H U T E S B U R Y Shootsbury, not to be confused with Shrewsbury, which is a different place. Shootsbury <laughs> is just outside of Amherst. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know where it was. Hillary, until I this. like your spelling better. <laughs> I,
2: know, <it's>
0: like, <laughs> I spelled it very phonetically. Shootsberry.
2: Um, like it's like a cereal uh, like made of shoots or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible. Shootsberry crunch. Exactly. And her song, which she really didn't like. Uh, forward promote very well, but it's like super organism as the artist and something for your mind. Um, it was one of those songs. I do actually get it. I feel like the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh no, I, no, 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 I don't like it. But then I kind of got into the vibe of it, and I was like, all right, I could kind of see, like Jamie, out to this. But it was definitely uh, unique. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the second time in two and a half months we've had Super Organism featured on Music for Your Weekend. The last time was the first Friday, I think, in March. I just threw Super Organism into my Google spreadsheet search, and the only other time it's ever come up was the Music for Your Weekend back in early March. On to housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah, I'm getting (laughs) a little better, maybe. it's so hard when mike's not on the show and you also do a nice housekeeping i just feel awkwardly racist when i try maybe we should just pull a clip
3: of him doing it so we don't have to make an offensive accent
0: yeah we'll just let him make an offensive yeah Yeah, exactly we need him to record a few in a clear like like hbo's air horns Mm -hmm. mike Mike, can we just get an abc on (laughs) housekeeping uh, just when you hear this, stop what you're doing, do it into your iPhone, and then I'll clean it up for later. Mm-hmm.
1: Make one really angry. <laughs> Make one. Check out housekeeping.
0: For the housekeeper who just caught me podcasting myself. Yeah. Uh, buy for uh, buy stuff from us. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Buy stuff from us. We have a lot of merch. And uh, one of these days we will refresh with more merch options. But if you don't already have... The full canon of merch that is available. I would say about 40% of my t-shirt collection is now LRB t-shirts. Um, people love the hoodie. Um, I I have uh, I, have at least one of the mugs, and people like the mugs. Uh, buy the merch. That's my point. Buy the merch. You can find that at uh, LittleRedBandWagon.com, or for some reason, according to this uh, run, run sheet, 10710.com slash shop. Join us in the ongoing endeavor of archiving old episodes of TBTL. You will enjoy it. You will be delighted by things you forgot existed. Do that by emailing us uh, or reaching out to Christy directly. We'd love to have you. Buy stuff on Amazon because you're going to anyway at littleredbandwagon.com. amazon You pay the same price, but we get a few pennies of it for referring you uh, because you would have never thought of Amazon until you thought of us. And <laughs> make sure you listen to Earbuds and Earworms. I can't remember. I didn't look up this week's um, theme, uh, but it doesn't. Oh, it's elevators. Elevators. Oh, elevator music. Elevator music. Yeah. Oh. Very good. Uh, If there's not some uh, Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass in there, I will be greatly (laughs) disappointed.
3: All right. if you want to get involved with the show, our website is littleredbandwagon.com You can send us your hug or throw your phone moments at throwyourphone.com Visit us on Facebook, our page, or the Sten's page Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com And you can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL That's 802-432-8285 And with that Hillary, why don't you get us out of here?
2: I don't remember what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you I should have sprung a freshman, this on you
0: aren't you what is this until next
3: time until next time until next time this is the
0: next party
2: <laughs> yes okay
0: and uh, we love you Bob Stein for thinking of you mm-hmm. yeah love you
1: yeah, we are. nailed it
4: You done messed up, A.A. Ron!